0: Welcome to episode six of Save Nightlife, a visual podcast presented by Egg London, discussing the cultural importance, but also the extreme difficulties faced currently of nightclubs in the UK. As a reminder, Egg is currently running a crowdfunder campaign to help keep the club afloat. If you can spare any change for that, the link is posted below this video. On this episode, I'm joined by two power duos in the heavier end of UK dance music, Spectre and OC and Verd. Guys, how are we doing?
1: All, All good, day, mate. Yeah, Hi, Hi, how you doing?
0: Yeah, not too bad, thanks. The last year has been uh pretty unusual for people in, in our industry. How have you guys found it?
2: Quiet. <laughs> Difficult. Been very, very quiet. <clears throat> boring, yeah, I mean boring. <laughs> boring is devastating. It's, just, it's been a bit of a roller
3: coaster, really, you know, there's been sort of waves of sort of like getting excited about it starting again then sort of uh, periods of just total despondency of like is it ever going to come back you know it's been a bit a tough one you know knowing whether or not to sort of you know spend f- spend attention or you know focus time on doing something else useful or sort of just sort of playing the waiting game for things to come back really so it's
1: just sort of uncertainty I guess in a word. Yeah definitely yeah. uncertainty it took a while to kind of like adjust to the news and also to kind of try and um, predict you know how long it was going to last or, you know I mean obviously the bad news came in thick and fast at the start and then uh, yeah. obviously the the tour diary that we had um, ahead of us was just was completely decimated so obviously that was it took some time to adjust to that and then work out you know where you were going to go from there and how you were going to handle the you know the coming months and and obviously then it became clearer that it was going to last for longer than we initially thought so obviously that got harder and harder to to accept really mm. Yeah, I think both I think both was and the specter guys, the diaries were already done and full for the
2: year. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's and so summer, you it? were thinking, right? Oh, well, okay, maybe by then we'll be playing those gigs. And so it was the same, like just playing the waiting game and just being like kind of positive and then destroyed and then positive again. Yeah,
4: <laughs> it was yeah. like the, the calendar on my phone and the cancellations. <laughs> just, just oh. Yeah. Notifications. Savage
1: reminder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roller coaster, yeah, yeah. To say the least.
0: So one of the things that I wanted to talk particularly about with you guys is this year has seen a lot of changes in music, particularly in kind of the more commercial end of dance music. People have been able to adapt their sounds to fit a streaming market a bit harder in your guys space, given that you are club music through and through. How has that felt for you?
4: Um, oh sorry, gone. Yeah, gone. I was just to say it's probably harder for you guys because you're a lot harder than what we've yeah, but We 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 do play a lot deeper and a lot more melodic. So for the streams that we did, we brought it down the tempo down and the pace, and we kept it some more our sort of warm up stuff than in streams that we did. We did a few little hard tracking yeah. streams. but again for streams like you just I wasn't that fussed about doing it really. It was just something to do, and then. Mm. Music-wise, we thought you can play this in your house in your living room, so no one wants to sit there with like techno blaring out at three million miles an hour <laughs> when you just sat in your house with a glass of wine or something. Yeah, I've, so, I've yeah. said that
2: on a few. On a few, uh, <laughs> we've had like when you had demos through and stuff, you're like, "Great, I'll listen to this." You're just stood staring at my wall, it doesn't really. Yeah, I need just being a club to listen to
4: techno really, or in in the car, or in the gym or something. But if you you're be not going to a gym, that's it's yeah. like a bit weird in your house with your girlfriend with techno on full bell.
3: yeah I mean I might have been into that when I was like 18 or something but definitely not now but it was um I think music-wise, though, I mean, for us, rather than um, sort of adapting and sort of making different stuff, we just kind of got back in the studio and tried to just make some positive use of the time, really, you know, so we've made a lot of new music that we're just sitting on, you know, waiting for the right time to bring it out. So, you know, from a performance point of view, it just wrote us off completely. But from a production point of view, you know, we've been able to just use the time to kind of, you know, dig in and maybe experiment a little bit more as well, you know, because we've had the luxury of a bit more time to work on music. So that's, I guess, one sort of small positive that's come from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. Well, I think like experimenting and just playing around with things that we wouldn't usually play around with in the studio. That was a good part of it, really, because there's no pressure on to get releases out.
4: It's like well, we can just do something we wouldn't normally do. Yeah. And then um, so we've done a few things like that and it panned yeah. out really well. So we're just sat on those tracks, waiting again for the right time to put them out. Don't want to peak too soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, has then, do you think that the pandemic? not directly but has had an impact on the music that you're making and has it changed the sound at all?
3: Um, I think it's, there's kind of been two main things one is that like I just mentioned you know, we've got more room to experiment but I think secondly though, usually our sort of check and balance when we're making something would be we'd make it in the week play it out on Friday night and see what the reaction was you know that's the process and then you know if the bits that work you keep the bits that don't you drop whereas not having that has kind of led things down a different path which either means we've maybe got some fresh ideas or it just means that all the stuff we've made over the last year is not going to work we're going to have to bin it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think,
1: I think we've, built, we've built up a big bank of, of stuff you know and, and you know that's our usual um, you know format is to, is to test the tracks and that's obviously something that we haven't been able to do so so when we go back to hopefully some kind of normality that you know that's going to be definitely something the process that we go through again is, is testing out all the new stuff and seeing which are the real bangers that really work and then you know maybe maybe some of them won't ever ever actually get released but you know we can just keep testing them or whatever but I think, I think at, at some point we definitely did um, try some more outside the box kind of music you know we, we were looking at doing some more experimental stuff a couple of like Spotify only type home listening type tracks which we've we've got in the bank but haven't really decided what to do with yet so and I think it we it, it gave us the time to just make things for making
3: them safe didn't it you know rather than like right okay we need this we need a big tune for this gig at the weekend you know like let's do that you know with it being quite so linear there was a bit more of a like oh I have this idea of using this you know whatever sample or you know whatever little more abstract idea and because there was no pressure on time you know we had the luxury to be able to just do those for the sake of doing them really so mm. yeah they might not even see the light of day but it's always quite nice from a creative point of view to just explore things that you wouldn't normally do
2: mm. yeah i think we we, we started get playing around with more like organic sounds so like actual like pianos and things yeah. like that we wouldn't usually try and get into and a track vocals. and vocals yeah, yeah, yeah we've always used vocals but more this is like more written vocals yeah. and we've worked with a few vocalists as yeah, well yeah we've worked with a few songwriters to, to actually get a song actually finished
4: rather than samples.
2: Yeah. yeah. And nice. they've, had, they've obviously had the time as well from, they, you know, they're not touring, they're not doing gigs, so they've had the time to write ideas as well. So, yeah, yeah it has been it has been beneficial in that way. Definitely.
0: One thing that's been a recurrent theme through this series of podcasts is everyone's been kind of collaborating with, with artists or, or vocalists that they just didn't have the time physically to do because of touring schedules and whatever before.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly, that's what we were just yeah, saying,
1: I mean, we got in touch with guys, so. Uh, yeah, we had a similar thing actually with with our publisher. They they run a, a writers' camp where um they, they put us in touch with different vocalists and we sort of did different tracks with different vocalists um mm. d- you know on a, on a different week we'd sort of meet up with a on zoom obviously this is all on, <laughs> walk, working online um you know we'd, we'd get sort of paired up with a different vocalist and and you know the, the product would be something you know something outside the box yeah. and, and unusual that we wouldn't normally get a chance to do back
3: to what the other guys were saying is that's they'd normally do those kind of like meetups and camps and things in person you know they'll hire a villa out or something and do that but normally we would have had to pass on that because we I haven't got the time to do it you know we'd be off you know in a dark room somewhere um <laughs> a dark room with some flashing lights but um yeah so it was it was quite nice you know i mean like i say that's the positive to take from it you know that it's given people time to do some other things that they probably wouldn't have done given the uh given normal
2: circumstances yeah and, i think you- we, what paul was saying before about testing things out we've we were talking about this at the week and i've, I've found that that is always beneficial, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't. I mean, obviously, you know what you what your strong ideas and 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 are or, or not, but yeah, I guess we'll like the guys. We'll we see him there. We'll see if
0: any of this some of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Testing fifty new tracks see, in the the
1: first back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what ends up in the bin.
2: <laughs> we, we've got we've got an all night long set at Gorilla on July the twenty third. Yeah. So that is because. Luckily, this is all night long because we have got that. I mean, that could be all night long. The
0: hell, yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> you um, you touched on Zoom sessions. Do you think that these will kind of stick around now? Because where artists previously, again, for travel reasons or whatever, couldn't do these kind of collaborative projects in person. Do you think Zoom sessions will will just be part of songwriting now, or do you think we're going to go back to? It? it's in the studio or it's not at all
3: I mean no I think it'll go back to a mixture I mean um, I do quite a bit of the production work for other artists and bits and bobs like that and I've actually there's a few people I've you know regularly worked with a guy now in New Zealand which obviously I wouldn't have like, there's no way of doing that without doing it online um, and it's just sort of opened up the fact that you can do that and, you can, and it does work I mean I would always prefer I would you know if we go back to when things go back to normal I wouldn't be doing collaborative things with someone who was down the road you know or in the UK because it's way better to collaborate in person, but I think people have realised that you can do it, you know, and I think I think to a point it will stick around, yeah.
1: I think for us, obviously, we've we because we, we, I live in Leeds and Paul lives in Sheffield. You know, we've we've always worked together. You know, it's, it's been very rare that we'll. I mean, obviously, we work separately on on ideas, maybe just getting it down. But whenever yeah. we're we're you know finishing a track, you know, we'll spend two or three days a week in the studio, you know, t- together, face to face. And that's always been our, our way of working. I'm sure that the guys are the same. Um, yeah. But I think you know, Zoom sessions will definitely become more of a part. Like for, for people that can't actually meet up and and get get in the studio together. And I think it will continue I think it's, in a that t- way.
3: it's a tool, isn't it? You know, I think it's like, you, we've realised that it is useful, you know, for certain things, or particularly if, you know, you just need to finish something off and you only need to jump on for an hour, you know, rather than spending a day travelling or whatever to mm. do it. For those smaller jobs, it works fine, so.
0: Yeah. And I guess another kind of big takeaway from the last year that we just, we had before, but they never really were a big part of music is live streams. We touched on it earlier. Firstly, do we like live streams or we're not liking live streams? Uh,
4: I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> we did a couple actually, and, and, and every like it's all right. It's, you're DJing, aren't you? Just in the studio, we filmed it in the studio. But I hated watching it, watching them back, and I hated posting about them. Just <laughs> kind of felt like. I'd rather people just listen to a mix, but for some reason they won't now. oh they? they've got to see it on Instagram it's watch video—it's got a visual. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just didn't like doing them at all. Really. No. I think all th- 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 there's no crowd. You may as well do a mix. It's totally pointless.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know the, the guys did a really nice visual-looking one down in Cornwall, and we were, we had a couple of similar ideas, but then it was kind of like. Oh. Just a bit awkward. Org- I don't. know, For us, we found it looks kind of a bit awkward, awkward not You feel yeah, awkward doing it. You've got a camera in your face. When if you just record
4: a mix and someone listens to a mix, that's better, I think. Why do you need to watch what's going on?
3: Because I think a lot.
4: We're of waving the- your hands around to an empty room, like I'm yeah, not exactly, really A lot of
3: the thing of a DJ performance isn't the visual aspect of it, or it's, it certainly shouldn't be, in my opinion. Like it's more
1: yeah.
3: what it sounds like. But then obviously part of that is reacting to what the crowd's doing. So with no crowd, you're kind of doing a rehearsed mix. To nobody, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, which is like—it's yeah. it's a vibe thing, isn't it? It's—it's it's a, it's a vibe killer, obviously having having no crowd there. So, and you do yeah. feed off the crowd, like like Paul said. But I I think the live streams have definitely served a purpose Agreed. during during this period. You know, you can't. Yeah, argue that. People, yeah. yeah. you know when, when when the you know certain certain DJs and artists have, have found you know great locations and you know when when it's done properly and and with the right production, it can look great. You know, and and I think without that tool, you know, think you know like, you know lots of fans would have. Been been left you know not knowing how to follow their artists you know listening like some of this new music wouldn't have actually been heard at all if it wasn't for some of the live streams yeah. so you've yeah. got a, you've yeah. got to yeah. look yeah. at the some of the some of the positives definitely um, so, yeah. that have come from the live streams but, but not not perfect but certainly better than nothing yes yeah. I,
0: <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that it's better than absolutely nothing yeah. Best mm-hmm. of a best of a bad bunch,
2: I guess. <laughs> <listen to me. laughs> what are your thoughts then? <laughs> I, did, I, spoke, I, did for me. I did speak to another artist who just said no, 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 no never, not, not, never, yeah, not even yeah. interested, not yeah. even watched any. Yeah.
0: yeah. Would it's so, it's just not the same, is it? I mean it's not, fundamentally not. not the same. And I I find them super awkward to just do it because I I hate looking at the camera. It's just like, there's no... You get no reaction from a camera, none of yeah. so. <laughs> It's just, and uh, then just, you get into that kind of awkward. Do I look at the
3: camera? Do I pretend yeah. the camera's not there? Do you, you smile at it? That it yeah, <laughs> yeah, not the one. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: I mean, obviously, obviously, live streams were, were around before. So, but but you know, usually <laughs> in some capacity, they had some kind of crowd or like the boiler room yeah, yeah. type type style or whatever it might be. Um, you know, th- they will. I think they will always be there. They will continue to be there. But obviously, you know, without the crowd and then having to be there on your own you know that that's what looks awkward and feels yeah, awkward exactly, yeah. and you know probably you know that style where it's just you know one person or two people behind the decks and you can't see anyone else that That'll that style go. i think will will fade out definitely
2: yeah definitely yeah. like you said if the crowd, when the, when a the crowd's there if you've got you kind of might have a bit of a set laid out you play something that you just feel on at the time yeah that might work right now you're not doing that as a stream because there's nobody there to vibe off yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's a different
3: thing like those streams where it's a stream of an event that you can watch if you can't make it to the event is a very different thing to a stream that's just for its own sake i think they're quite fundamentally different things definitely
0: yeah now you both have your own labels correct me if i'm wrong oc and verd guys you mostly do your own music on there is that correct We've
4: only had one release. We launched it the month before the lockdown. No, the week week
0: before (laughs)
2: the lockdown. But we kind of put
4: the brakes on that
2: immediately. Yeah, it was our last gig, so it was in South America, then we just brought it out then. And then we landed back... Which was the strangest thing? Cause we landed in Chile and they did temperature checks. Then we landed back at Heathrow. Nothing. Didn't check anyone. <laughs> Didn't check anything. They, only, they were only bothered about having your bags in a in a in a plastic bag. Yeah. Having all your all your toiletries in a plastic bag. So then and then that was the end of it. And that was our first release. That was our first release. Yeah. So we've just kind of waited on our own music. We've had quite a few demos, decent demos, but there's no there's been no point putting them out for anybody.
0: No. Well, that was my so question. And the Specter yeah. because you have been putting music out on your label, haven't you? Well, we've been
3: releasing on it, yeah. We haven't put any SPACTA stuff out uh, yeah. since yeah. Um, the start of the pandemic. But we have, um, yeah, we've kept the release schedule going on uh, on respect. Um, but to be honest, we've just leveled with the artists that we're releasing, you know, because obviously DJ, DJ support is usually a massive factor in promoting a release. Um, and that just doesn't exist, you know. I mean, yeah, we've had a few bits in live streams and things like that. But, you know, it's not the same. As we, uh, as we were saying before. Um, but equally, you know, for artists still coming up, you are, there are still people streaming particularly, you know, on... So I think our focus has shifted a lot from, you know, Beatport, TrackSource, etc., and way more towards Spotify and Apple Music and Deezer and all those uh, because people can still build their fan base, you know, and the, the people who listen to music normally in a club at a weekend do still want to, you know, do still want to listen to it. So I think, you know, it's still worth putting stuff out, but equally you're never going to get quite the same buzz or level of hype off a release at the moment that you would have done, you know, 18 months ago.
1: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think certain artists have had different approaches, obviously. You know, some have stopped releasing completely. Some are just releasing, the, you know, the odd bit here and there. And then and some people are just, you know, carrying on as normal because they, you know, they think you shouldn't, you know, they make that much music. Maybe they just, you know, want to continue. And it, it it's all, you know, subjective, the approach. There's um, no right and wrong. Is no, there? there's no right and wrong. But it, with regards to respect, you know, we've, we've definitely kept on um, releasing, you know, other artists regularly so that's that's been our plan through the through the pandemic mm. we yeah. did the exact topic <laughs> we just decided
4: not to put anything out and not we, we had one track of ours that was a green green velvet remix yeah
2: bedrock. that
4: was on bedrock and that was already in the schedule so that and one came no, out of the Gods, was that, out, in yeah, that out yeah right so we had two tracks out but that wasn't our choice they were just already on of the labels yeah but other than that we held back all the releases yeah. that we had control of.
1: Yeah, Sorry, same, um, we, we haven't put anything out um, since, since our album, obviously. So here's the oh, next yeah. question then, when do we start seeing yeah. your
0: music uh, coming out again? June 23rd.
2: <laughs> 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 I think we've got some we've something out in craft, June. Craft Tech in, on Craft Tech.
4: Yeah, I think we have something out in June. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I th- you can Three put music
2: out now, I suppose, <laughs> and start. <laughs> <What is it? laughs>
4: I, just, I don't know it's, it, I think everyone's waiting there's just going to be a slew of music isn't there yeah. when, when everyone's ready to go
2: I'm trying to get hype and stuff, but I think I mean I'm, I'm gonna I like, kind of say it, but as it is, I've heard a lot of shit music during lockdown. Oh, yeah, that's just <laughs> been put out for being put out sick. and I'm like, yeah. that's not the usual class that that guy has. Yeah, and it's just been yeah. crap. It, putting
0: out it's, the, it's the B catalog, yeah. That's
2: just kind of yeah, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Again, that's another that was another another kind of strategy, but not one that we wanted to follow, or obviously the guys have wanted to follow. Yeah yeah as soon as there's like movement and we can see like you know we can see now we've got
4: a couple of gigs yeah. booked in but obviously you don't know what's going to happen the next week another variant could come out we could all be locked down again hopefully not touch wood but you don't want to like shoot all your music out now <laughs> and then, i was going <laughs> to say blow your load you blow your load too <laughs> early if <laughs> you, to you, <laughs> to <laughs> early. <laughs> you wanted back. to say that for a while <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it feels that. like feels like people are kind of holding back and that there's a going to be a hell yeah. of a lot of
1: top quality music coming out in the next six months provided i think, I think for for us yeah. our plan is is to kind of get get back to you know a few gigs you know fingers crossed and get back to uh, you know a bit of touring and, and test these tracks out that's the main thing for us yes test these tracks out let people hear them hopefully build hype on the releases before we decide when is the best time to release and even
3: which things to release yeah you know, see which ones have got the, the buzzer battleman which are you know with duds you know because that's how that always happens you know but normally that process would be so quick you know we'd write a tune Mm. one week test it at the weekend it'd be a bit meh we'd you know bin it and never play it again and move on you know whereas we've got like a year's worth of testing to do before we can actually decide what to release so but we need to see as well
1: how things are going to (laughs) go as well you know like how how what the new normal will be basically so you know we need we need to sort of still judge when the right time will be to release stuff again definitely yeah
3: yeah So, short answer, nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Just wait, basically. We haven't got a clue.
0: (laughs) So, I want to take it back and just talk specifically about Egg for a little bit. Egg, obviously, been a part of both of your journeys. How special is that club to you guys? Um
3: it's a big one for us I mean I actually even before Spectre we've been doing this together for 15 years now so even before that I was playing at Egg back in the sort of hard dance days in the early 2000s so it's a club that's been sort of intertwined with both my personal and our um, career as Spectre for the whole way through and uh, yeah we've had some, some really wicked moments in there
1: yeah yeah obviously more recently we did, we did the label night there that was a, a big thing for us you know to be able to have our own brand um, you know at, at the club um, and you know obviously the vibe's always you know amazing amazing there it goes without saying um so yeah it's just a big big part of the London scene that's just such an in- institution and, and has always been special for us
3: and particularly with so many of the of the other London institutions having fallen by the wayside and been turned into flats or electricity substations or whatever <laughs> it's um yeah you know it's like uh, eggs a special one for us and it's you know it's important that we hold on to the clubs we've got left in the capital because they're just sure. less of them than there was
2: yeah yeah okay. Well exactly the same for us. Exactly. It, was,
3: yeah, it was the first big club that we got yeah. booked at in London first
4: big it? booking that we yeah. got, yeah. And uh, every time we played there they're, they're always in our top gigs of the year aren't yeah, right? they, every time we played uh,
2: de- and Well because there's the, the, one of the stories I always remember is the guy going, carry on, just carry on, just carry on. <laughs> yeah, he just left us playing just in left the us top of room so so it was at going, 7 in the morning. Just keep going guys, just, just keep, keep going. Keep <laughs> Yeah. I think that was the second time we played yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah. We've had some amazing nights there. And i met some great people through the club as well. Yeah. That we've been in touch with and stayed in touch with in other like in other venues and we've met up with them around the world. So yeah. Yeah, always really special to us playing down there.
0: That's something that's been really missed this year, is that <coughs> meeting people in the clubs and kind of just like yeah. kind of connecting with people on that level. <laughs> yeah it's a massive part of um, i didn't
4: realize how much part of our social life was touring because we we did tour around a lot of the same places and stuff yeah. and you're friends in all these areas but obviously with lockdown you're not seeing or
2: speaking to people mm. and yeah everything just dried up I, completely i was saying that i was saying just this weekend some friends of mine i was saying i really miss meeting those really kind of quirky people that you meet and yeah. you meet them like at random <laughs> gigs but you know that you know you recognize them and you speak to them every time like, But especially at EGO, we've met loads of people at EGO who ended up coming to gigs in other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. Missed out big time. I mean, I feel
3: more sorry to be fair for like you know the the people who go to the clubs who are like you know a, a fair bit younger than us, you know, people who are in the late teens, early twenties. Because when I was going out to clubs, you know, I met literally all my best friends, all the people who are important in my life through that scene, you know. So if I'd have had to take a year out from that in the the peak of it, it would have been you know it would have changed the course of uh, course of everything really, you know. So I'm kind yeah. of fortunate to be in a sort of comfortable place a bit bit further down the road where it's been a bit more manageable. But yeah, it must have been shocking for people in the sort of prime of their careers mm. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. do we think that uh, nightlife is going to bounce back stronger than ever after this or do we think that this last year has been so damaging that we've just lost a generation of, of people who would be into those clubs
1: I mean, ho- hopefully, we've learned a lot during this time. You know, fingers crossed. Like, you know, there's there's been a lot of positives to be taken from it. But I mean, in terms of bouncing back, I think it's gonna it's gonna bounce back to a to a new normal. You know, it's it's not gonna be the same, um, and I, I think it will take a quite a long time to actually grow back. You know, to to, to, to the kind of levels that we were at before. Um, and I just think it will be different. Mm. It's, it's hard to obviously predict but
3: yeah i mean i think i don't think the appetite's gone at all i think um, you know um, the John and Ben were uh, saying about their show, at Grilla, We're doing we're doing Griller a couple of weeks afterwards, and the the initial response to putting dates back on sale has been huge. You know, everybody seems super keen. But it'll be once this sort of initial wave of uh, you know everyone's pent up uh, energy dies down, it'll be interesting yeah, and to money. see. Yeah, and money. <laughs> and yeah, or lack on. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see in you know maybe this time next year what things actually settle down to after that initial you know initial wave of uh, of things coming back.
4: Mm. I think in the UK it's going to be chaos for the first two months like everywhere is just going to be rammed out yeah like fully sold out everywhere so it's going to be like two months of christmas just solid (laughs) every night of the week will be mad mad friday but i think my mad friday every night for two months (laughs) (laughs) is my thinking but that's how i'm going to operate (laughs) (laughs) but i think um i think the big thing that will change is the touring And what other countries are doing, and how what clubs are left in what countries, and even Brexit's going to play a part, yeah, visas and things like that. What we're going to need is political change and stuff. So that's that's the uncertainty, but I think UK will go hell for leather, (laughs) hopefully. Hopefully, that's that's what I'm planning on.
1: Tra- 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 like Traveling in general will, will have definitely changed. You know that's 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 inevitable. You know, obviously, talk of talk of vaccine passports and things like that, and, and, and like the guys said, with Brexit coming coming into play as well, like the the, the whole touring <laughs> aspect is definitely going to take take a long time to kind of readjust.
3: But yeah. I think much like we were saying with the releases side of it, like really, nobody you know, everyone can have a guess here and try and predict this, that, and the other. But really, until until it actually starts to unfold in real time, nobody nobody really has the answers at the moment. I don't think.
2: No. Yeah, I think I think it's going to get end a little bit political as well about which country opens to
0: which other country,
2: and oh um, well,
0: yeah, definitely, yeah, it's going to be like that for a while.
1: Definitely, anyway. you, you can see that camera a mile off. There'll be some yeah. tension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, f- fingers crossed with us. Have, you know, having a bit of a, f- a head start on the vaccine process might might stand us in good stead. But also, we've got a bit of a. a a negative with the whole Brexit thing as well so it might balance out yeah Yeah.
0: Um, what have you guys missed most about that kind of club environment over the last year
1: um, God, you still <laughs> the blood, sweat, and tears. No, I'm, I'm just joking. Um, I mean, just the vibes, you know. I mean, that that you know, as artists, you know, we, we live for playing our music to people. You know, that's that's the moment, that's the payoff for us. You know, when when we make music in the studio, you know, and right now that is that is something that we're not getting. You know, like the, playing playing our music to to people that love our music and want to hear our music, and and you know, just that whole connection with the people. Like that's what we live for those moments yeah
3: without sounding too needy it's validation you know like at the end of the day if you play if you make something that you really like and play it to yourself or your girlfriend or your mum or whatever and they say it's good you know that's all all, all nice but when you've got a couple <laughs> of thousand people going off to it you're like right okay i'm i'm yeah, all yeah, right I do it do you know what i mean and you do need that like you know bit of uh bit of feedback from uh you know from from the people yeah yeah
4: definitely i think um meeting people and traveling to things We've missed the most because we were getting to really like see different parts of the world and stuff from going so we were in south america when we just before the weekend before lockdown the weekend before, yeah. and the clubs over there were absolutely insane
2: it was unbelievable so having all that taken away and then obviously like, again same as the guys just testing out your music because that yeah. that really it kind of gives you the drive to get back in the studio do the more. week after do
1: more yeah. get it ready for that and you get we haven't had that so so, what inspires you as well? Having, yeah, having yeah, exactly yeah. those moments. You know those moments in the clubs. You know, even even listening to other other DJs that, you, that you're out with. You know, that gives you yeah. inspiration. Just just yeah, bouncing yeah. off just bouncing off each other. You know, when you're out in the clubs as well. You know, it's like that's all part of the inspiration of, of making music. Yeah,
4: yeah, I missed watching other DJs play as well, rather than just playing myself. Like I like watching who's on before, who's on after, or there's like a different headliner in a different
2: room or something. Going to watch their sets. I yeah. really miss watching other people play, and it's and, and like the guys that you've toured with before, like like these guys, you missed like not meeting up with these guys it, yeah. because you because you've obviously there's been no real crossover during pandemic. I've spoken to, to these guys a couple of times during it, but it's you're not meeting up at the weekend or going to the same shows at the weekend. So, yeah. or, drinking at the
0: airport, or drinking at the airport together. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> That sounds like a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one or two stories <laughs> um, I guess kind of want to wrap it up now with, with uh, what would it mean to you guys personally if clubs like Egg uh, were not to survive this pandemic be devastating,
3: yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be tragic, really, you know, because I think the in the UK and in a lot of other places as well, really, you know, like the club scene versus the event scene, you know, like is, has taken a big hit. And there's a you know, much as playing festivals and big events and things like that is cool and it's a great experience, so there's a different vibe of a club where you see, you know, as a punter, you would see the same people week in, week out, or month in, month out. And you know, that sort of almost family vibe that you get with regulars at a club is something that you don't get at other kinds of events. And it'd be a real shame if, hey, if for the people who enjoy. It, now it'd be a shame if it went and even more so for the next generation of people coming through to never get to experience that it'd be a real
2: a real shame. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. It's I think inter- I mean
0: sorry, go on. I was gonna say it's interesting you point out the difference between clubs and festivals because mm. for, for a lot of general public people there's kind of where it's the same, it's just DJs playing loudly. But there is a difference, isn't it? It's much more close knit, there there is the regulars and, and that you don't get that kind of same vibe at a festival.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are obviously similarities, you know, in terms of, you know, people there for the same reason and people who, you know, are on the you know, same level, united under a groove or all that. But it's, um, yeah, this club's very much, it's a very different vibe. Like exactly that, you know, that you, you know, the, if you go to a club regularly, you know, you, from, you know, the security, you know, the bar staff, you know, you know, the, you see all the same faces on the dance floor. And that's, you know, that sort of like, yeah, that sort of sense of family, I guess, is something that you don't get at big one-off events.
2: Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like I mean, but the music. I think some of the sets are probably different as well. Some of the music's actually because they're not just playing big kit after big hit after big kit. there the big guys playing in a club for doing what twelve hour sets, mm, yeah. which you don't tend to go to the festival. It's no, just yeah. a one hour or two hours.
0: Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And then yeah, the OCA and Verd guys. I didn't get a chance to hear your answer to um, that final question. What? Well, guys, did, what? Yeah.
2: I mean, for especially for, for the, I mean, imagine in the UK if they were all to just close down now. Yeah,
4: it'd be an absolute nightmare, yeah, absolutely. especially for us, like, we put our lives into this
2: and into playing clubs. Yeah, but it. even younger, even younger kids who never would never, get, never to get to, get to it. experience I mean, it. And, what are they going to do? Yeah. Hang around on street corners and market the Probably,
4: yeah. No, it'd, be a, it'd be a big shame to lose any clubs, really. The they're needed.
1: They're needed. The <laughs> they're Needed is a, a blow-off a normal life. Yeah the whole cultural aspect you know the nightlife aspect of it all you know that would be so devastating you know for the new generation of people coming through you know we have experienced it on on such a great level so to start losing venues due to due to this kind of thing is is yeah i mean you just you just hope that enough have survived to, to be able to pull things around and and start growing again definitely yeah
2: or that people are now or that people will be willing to invest in it yeah, and maybe maybe start building other places and other venues. That's another thing to think about because
4: you wouldn't like with the pandemic happening, and the lockdowns. You wouldn't want to invest no. in a nightclub, would You'd you? You'd have to be to quite
2: brave to do it. To do to it, it. Yeah. Let's hope somebody is, and I'm yeah. sure there are guys out there with money who are brave enough to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't an easy game before the pandemic. Venues were closing no, down no. already. Far from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, partic-
3: no, so. particularly somewhere like London, you know, where every uh, every set of four walls has got a, a big price sticker on it, you know. And so it means that there's uh, and there's lots of l- less hassle and more profitable uses for any bit yeah. of space in London, particularly. So you know, it's uh, yeah, it is, a, it is an uphill battle when there's uh, yeah people people after them for other 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 reasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, without get, tr- tr- trying to get sort of too political as well, you know, just the amount of support that we've had, you know, the the sort of the, the nightlife industry has been been left left a little bit to to you know to last, if you like, um, in in the in the hierarchy of, of uh, priorities for the government. Oh,
3: yeah. for sure, it's not taken seriously. Know, it really for a huge industry, it isn't taken seriously. If you look at how Germany or Holland have dealt with it, you know, they mm, yeah. they value their, their entertainment industry as a whole, not necessarily just nightlife, but they you know they value it in the same way that they would how building or manufacturing or engineering you yeah. know it, they class it as a proper industry and a proper you know proper vocation for people whereas I don't think that sort of at the government level it's really taken that seriously in the UK
1: mm. yeah to expect uh, you know everyone to to just retrain and, and get another job that you know was a, in bit, in of, a bit of an insult yeah. in
3: cyber, <laughs> cyber. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well guys thank you all so much for coming on it's been really good to speak to you for everyone okay. watching at home egg is running this crowdfunder. if you can spare anything it would make a big difference to the future of the club if you could donate the link is posted below this video oc invert spectre thank you guys so much no problem awesome. thank, you, thank you
2: very much man. yeah thank
0: Cheers. you